Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge through the ink to find the hidden gems. I'm H.T. the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Cirque the cat. Hi, I was I was summoned here. You people, oh. you people did you see people did cat episode without me? You monsters! I know, I know, I know. It was completely by accident. I we feel, totally I, did it on purpose. Yeah, I I feel like maybe the I feel like maybe the show actually had some had some energy where it detected the lack of cat <laughs> and <laughs> and summoned and the list summoned all of the cats that it had available. <laughs> And we didn't. <laughs> Not the best cats available, mind you, but. <laughs> yeah, no. It, ab, one one out of three good cats. Uh, and <laughs> we didn't even. <laughs> we didn't even address in the episode that we had a, an all cats episode because we didn't realize it until after we were done recording. Yeah. <laughs> so, oopsie daisy. Uh, <laughs> here we are now. And Cirque yeah. is back from Antarctica. Yeah, it was chilly there. Yeah, yeah we should have we should have warned you that it would be brisk. Yeah, that, I had to fight seals. That was different. Why would you fight seals? They're just these cute little balls of blubber. But they're leopard seals, and they mistook me for a penguin. Well, maybe you should have just should have worn that tuxedo then. And the weasels tried to rip my flesh. There were, oh, but that's uh, an entirely Antarctic, different movie. Antarctic weasels. <laughs> okay, I, I've, I now understand that there is a reference I'm missing. Uh, so <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go ahead and move on. Yes, with our show. Let's move on to uh, our first segment. Uh, but basically, yeah, what we do is we talk about cartoon news and we watch cartoons that fall into the public domain or are very easy to access. Uh, basically all in this DVD collection we got here. So uh, before we get started on watching the cartoons, let's talk about some new ones that are on the way or at least here now or something. I have no idea. It could be a lot of different things. Anyways, I am sounding like Justin Rowland trying to improvise. Let's go. Uh, and don't, uh, don't put yourself down like that. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, so the first thing I want to talk about, uh, we actually, we, we actually are going to talk about The Incredibles 2 a little bit later, uh, cause, uh, all three of us actually managed to go see it, so, hell yeah, uh, and... I'm very hyped. By the way, that reminds me, HT, you remember that, uh, that Grinch thing that you were complaining about? Yes. Uh, that showed up for me in front of Deadpool 2, and that was... Bad choice on the part of the uh, like, Illumination Entertainment people. Okay, so then I enjoy just, that. I'm just amazed that they were allowed to do it. Basically, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, yes, I agree. But like, it's so weird because it's like uh, 
I've been to AMC since, and this is only happening in AMC. This is like an AMC thing. I've seen kids' movies. I've seen a bunch of different stuff at an AMC theater. I have not seen this since I went to see Deadpool 2. So this oh, yeah, seems it's like the target, it's a target deli- demographic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a deliberate choice by Sony to put this before Deadpool 2, a movie by Fox. And I <laughs> and it's not even in the same wheelhouse. Like literally the only thing I could think of is that it's the Grinch breaking the fourth wall, Deadpool breaks the fourth wall. There you go. And they had nowhere else they wanted to put it because nobody fucking wanted this. To your so to uh, to their credit, we haven't seen the Grinch yet. That might be exactly like Deadpool 2. I mean, there was a trailer at my theater, a new one for the Grinch. And was it anything like Deadpool 2? <laughs> thankfully, no. Well, All right. I mean, somebody's <laughs> gonna not, not, the Grinch with a strap on. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> like, okay, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it, it, I say thankfully, no, only because I do not want a Grinch that's like Deadpool. Not because oh, yeah, the no, Deadpool I don't, was anything bad. Because I don't, I don't want, I don't want a Deadpool Grinch movie either. <laughs> that sounds <I>. horrible. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know. It's God. Anyways, uh, let's not talk about the movies for a moment because I actually want to talk about something else that's really puzzling me right now. Uh, All right. Okay. So apparently Disney made a three Caballeros TV show and told literally no one about it and then just sort of released it in Singapore. Like yep. just in Singapore? Yeah, like in okay. in English, mind you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's in English. I, I believe actually. I think it's in English. I I haven't seen a whole lot of footage, but I have watched. No, no, no. It's in English. I've seen I've seen the opening. Uh, I've seen like the opening footage, the the theme song, uh, mm-hmm. in which they felt the need to take out the word "gay," mind you. They can't say three <laughs> gay caballeros. They had to call them three they brave can't say caballeros. It uh, uh, so, you know, that's not, well, great. you know what? Uh, <laughs> they, yeah, that's not exactly the best, but, um, um, to be fair, gay people are very brave. So, yeah. So like I would, yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> and all brave people are gay. Uh, so I was, yes. uh, I was talking to a specific friend about this, uh, like, cause I was puzzled as well. And he suggested that it could be like a, a brand thing where, like he told me this happens with like superheroes and superhero movies and TV shows a lot where uh, there will be uh, like DC might have a character that appears in one of their TV shows that they want to put in the movie. So they kill off the character from the TV show so that right. they don't have like confusing uh, like like, so that they, they don't confuse audiences by having the same character in two properties at once. So it could be like a DuckTales thing. So they don't want to like intro. Uh, but I don't know. Because like, I guess oh, the, I get, the thing I is the three Caballeros so TV with show. Duck, they, it's not like they're not going to release Kingdom Hearts 3 because DuckTales exists. Like, yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess that's true. I, I it's, it's, just a, it's just a hypothesis. Because I actually, but, I've, having seen the footage, I think the real reason is because... Uh, the three Caballero show, it looks it looks like I love the way the characters are drawn a lot and all of that, but it does not look very contemporary for American audiences. 
Um, okay, so here's... Okay, first off, I want to correct myself. It's not Singapore, it's the Philippines. So at least it is yes. in a region that makes sense for the three caballeros to be in. Um, okay. Or, no, actually, no. Actually, no, because that's... I was... Okay, scratch that. Because uh, I was thinking the Philippines was in South America, and I am a dumbass. I am sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but, okay, so, yeah, it's in, it's in East Asia, and it's like, okay, to me, this is like if... Uh, like this is like if they for the DuckTales reboot speaking of DuckTales it's like if they for the DuckTales reboot uh, they did not talk about it at all they made it all completely like without any no, like knowledge of anyone else basically they just kept it completely under wraps and then when they finally released it they released it in like the they released it in like Peru or something on an app in Peru and it's like like because it's like it makes no sense about all the different steps here because it's not even the correct region for the three caballeros to be exclusively released. Like, I understand why in Brazil, that's why Jose Carreco is like, or how we pronounce it, I'm sorry. Carioca. Uh, Carioca? Yeah. Okay, so I understand why Jose Carreco, uh, sorry, one more time. Jose, we can we can call him okay, Jose. Jose. He's a friend of the show. We're on a first name basis. Okay, so Jose, I can understand why Jose has content that's exclusive in Brazil. I totally understand because he's a Brazilian character and all that kind of stuff. But is it like that the three caballeros are huge in like the Philippines as well? Like, because it, it, it's it's specifically about Mexico and it's about Central America and it's about South America. That is entirely the point of the three caballeros. And it looks like that's what they're kind of theming for too with the show itself uh, from what little, cause like, I don't know anything about it. I honestly don't really want to know much about like the plot or anything because I, I really doubt that this is not ever going to come to the U S in some form. Uh, my biggest guess is like the Disney streaming app that they're probably yeah, going to come was, out that with. That was one of my two, yeah. that was one of my two theories. The other being just that Disney wanted to deprive me of something. <laughs> Disney was deliberately trying to ruin <laughs> yeah. your life. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, cause like, I, I think we could safely say that all three of us love the three caballeros. For sure. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it's like, it's really, it's not like they're like super like they're not super obscure or anything because like, sure, they're not like mainstream, but I'm sure if I showed a picture of Jose to a group of people, it's like, oh, yeah, they're from that one Disney cartoon I watched as a kid. Yeah, a group, a or, group of people our age. Uh, yeah, a group of our age. Or, in 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 the modern zeitgeist of uh, of people who watch television cartoons, i.e. children, uh I don't think that most of them would be familiar with all of these characters. Um, I mean, I, I only knew still... about them because of the Disney sing-along VHS tapes. I mean, sure, but I mean, they still showed up at like, I mean, they do make oh, yeah, I guess appearances here and there. And they show up and they, they have a whole ride at Disney World. Like it's an yeah. Epcot that... Like it's they're not the most obscure Disney properties, all I'm trying to say. And they were not mouse. Yeah. Like and even if it was like just like they also released it for like on Disney XD, like as an exclusive show on the, the internet thing. That would make more sense here because it also seems like it's fully translated in English too. And I 
don't understand what happened here. Like that's like this is a case where like we don't have much news on what this is, other than the fact that this suddenly started existing literally a few days ago. But like it's I don't know, like it, it just feels like so it's such a weird move. I don't know what they're uh, doing here. The only thing I want to um, know. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, sir. You go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm like you said. I'm sure it, it's coming though. Like, just in fact, by the time this episode comes out, they might have made an announcement. You know, maybe uh, I guess it's, it's possible. Not, yeah, like just the 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 one thing I want to know is if is if Donald Duck, uh, is still as horny as he was in the movie. Oh, I, I am sure. And I'm sure that Jose is there to tamper his dick yeah. down. Yeah. D- like Donald, Duck, Donald Duck needs to take a fucking cold shower that entire movie. <laughs> he needs to take a He's cold like, shower during the ride. He is horny about the girls on the ride at Disney yep. World. Like, come on, Donald. You're in public. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't wear pants in public either. Yeah, uh, the only one who seems to wear underwear is Donald. Jose, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> we, the show has gone off the deep end, and I steered yeah. it there. No, it's uh, okay, because, like, it's it's just so... I, this is so weird. I don't have much else to talk about. Like, I, I, I didn't really do much else research-wise, because I knew that this was going to be something we were going to be talking about for a, quite a bit, because this is so odd. I don't get it. I don't like I I mean, like, I, I mean, OK, I do get it to a degree because I understand certain things. And I honestly don't really see Disney even playing this like on Disney XD. But like this is such a weird thing to make and then withhold from most of the world. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I actually I did have a piece of cartoon news that I let me try to. Let me try to, because I was it was actually something I was really excited about. Let me see if I can find a quick article about it, just so I have like something I can like speak along to with it. Um, okay, yes, uh, new Looney Tunes episodes have been announced. Uh, oh yes, and uh, oh yeah, they didn't you say something to the effect that they're uh, gonna be creator driven? Yeah, it's going to. So what they're doing. They're, they're making the Looney Tunes TV show that I've wanted for such a long time, which is uh, it's a series of, uh, of short form cartoons. Um, and uh, from what I recall, I'm trying to find an article about this specifically because like the, the production process is what uh, I thought sounded the most interesting. So the series plans to put together 1000 minutes of animated shorts each season, according to Deadline with each short running between one to six minutes. Uh, and uh, that's a lot of shorts. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, what they said, the studio revealed that they've recruited multiple artists to write and draw the new Looney Tunes series. And that each artist has been encouraged to allow their own style and personality to shine through. And like, that's what's like, that's what sounds really promising to me is the idea of Warner brothers getting like, a series of studios together and and telling them like to just go hog and have their own stylistic influence on a Looney Tunes cartoon. That sounds like the best thing yeah. to happen to this series in decades, I think. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I, I do they uh 
Do they mention any of the studios that they picked up? I don't yet, know. Or? I don't. You know, like I don't. I don't know that they've like recruited studios per se. That's that's mostly uh, guesswork on my part. Just that they got a lot of animators and writers, uh, and that they've encouraged the the groups to add their own flair to uh, <sighs> to the series. So hopefully we get that soon. Uh, Interesting stuff on the horizon for Warner Brothers between this and the Animaniacs reboot, which I have not heard about in quite a while. So, um, uh, like, okay, so what this reminds me of is like when uh, Disney got to, went to like Paul Rudish and made him make Disney like shorts, like specifically Mickey Mouse ones, and those ones were really it's it's really interesting because those shorts are actually really good, but they're also in a lot of ways considered not safe for the Mickey Mouse brand, like quote unquote, because they're so weird and like kind of gross sometimes and stylistic. Yeah, features. they were like, they were very features. risky. <laughs> yeah, and they were risky. Dude, it's the ones that are the ones that are like making they're okay. The the Mickey Mouse shorts, like the ones that are like going to be replacing the uh, great movie ride, you know, those ones. Oh, the new ones. Yes, Paul yeah. Rudish, the new ones. That's what okay. I'm talking about. Like, because those are not. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's such a uh, interesting kind of uh, like, I, I don't really like it's so weird that it's separated by a thousand minutes and like they're done by like every like between one and five minutes or one and six minutes. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, well, it was like it was like six to like eight minutes or something, and I, I think oh, they're just eight. I think they're just trying to make them similar to the old shorts. I mean, I get that. Um, I mean, there there are I I just kind of want to know who they're getting because there are some people I think who can make some really neat Looney Tunes shorts, uh, but I don't know, like, hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of just want to see them in action before I make an opinion, because I feel like Looney Tunes was one of those things that like it could either be really, really, really good or the most crassly corporate thing alive. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> like and like that's that's and that's the thing about it is I think that with the production method they're going with, I think we're going to get a mix of those things. I think we're going to get okay. some good and some bad. Right. And probably some in the middle. It'll be a lot like our show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was optimistic. Um, no, I meant, I meant, I meant the cartoons. I meant the cartoons we watch on our show, not our, not oh, our amazing oh. podcast that is a home run every episode. Oh yeah, every episode is uh, <laughs> an A plus gold star. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> okay. So. Um, I wonder yeah. if I wonder if this is going to get to the point where uh, one of them makes a short that they don't end up like airing or something, because it seems like they're giving them a lot of like a uh, creative influence here. Yeah. And very little is actually known about this. I'm just excited for the concept of it. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> An episode that is literally just Marvin the Martian quoting red pillar ideology jesus that's not even where i was going i was i was thinking something to the effect of somebody going real real in on the uh lgbt stuff with the fact that bugs when cross dresses uh well uh, okay hmm. maybe this uh. would be this would be a good year for that yeah <laughs> anyways let's go ahead and talk about uh the thing that we teased at the very beginning and that is 
I was going to do the Incredibles theme, but I literally can't remember what it is. That's right. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's talk about this movie. Uh, so uh, I feel like before we talk about the Incredibles 2, I kind of want to talk about our relationships to the first film, um, because I think that's going to paint how a lot of people see Incredibles 2. So, uh, I mean, for me personally, I haven't seen Incredibles 1 in a good long time. Uh, I think, I think it's been at least a decade, maybe, I think it might be sooner than that, but even still, it's, it's, uh, been a long time since I've seen it, and my stance with Incredibles for a long time, and the first one for sure, is just, it's middle of the road. I, I kind of... I kind I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's sort of just even during the era like where it was like a superhero thing. Um I enjoyed it, but there is there's a part of you that also kind of hated how completely serious it was at times. <laughs> like it felt really totally weird and uh like I liked the characters, but most of them were underdeveloped, I felt personally uh i don't know maybe i'm just talking from like a perspective of a person who used to love it and then got very disillusioned about it more than thought about the movie which we've discussed on the podcast before there are readings of the first incredibles that do seem very uh problematic <laughs> to put to say, put it in a certain simple way um and so because of that i i don't know i don't have a ton of affection for the first incredibles uh so. I think I, I saw it once in the theaters and once on DVD afterwards, uh, mm. like right when it came out. So I've seen it. I've seen the first one only twice and it has been a long time. But I remember a surprising amount of that movie. And I actually do really like it. It's not my favorite Pixar movie. Uh, and I think the reason for that more than anything is because when you're raised in Mormonism, you get to watch family-centric comedies uh, basically five days a week. <laughs> like that's, 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 what, that's what people have in their households, <laughs> you know? So, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I sort of, uh, like, I, from, from that perspective, I, I was maybe a little bit, like, slightly disinterested in it, but for the most part, I actually, I think it's a really good movie. I, uh, you know, the like readings and all, I, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily agree with the, the objectivist reading of the film. We've talked about that on another episode, haven't we? So right. let's, and let's, I, I don't, I don't want to go deep into that, <laughs> but, uh, though I will, I do want to update real quick about that. Uh -huh. Is that I did, I did read a uh, perspective of the movie that makes it kind of less Randian in the sense that, uh, because like, uh, the, uh, the one of the antagonists, not a major antagonist, one of the antagonists is a corporate, like efficiency loving kind of guy, which is that boss that Bob Parr works for. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the major heroes, like one of like the side heroes is a government agency. You know, it is a government program specifically to help out this group of people, uh, you know, to live their lives. And so a reading not... of the villain syndrome uh, that I saw lately that I really liked was that he is uh, an example of toxic fandom. 
That's a really no, yeah, good re- ring that I saw too. Yeah. Yeah. It fits like a T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Cirque, uh, how do you how, how what's your relationship on the first Incredibles? The first Incredibles is one of the best damn movies that Pixar's ever made. See, we've got we've got like a a nifty array between like six and ten, where uh, HT is the six, I'm the eight, and mm-hmm. Cirque is the ten. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Basically, there's there's a lot of depth in that movie that mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back on my response because I want to save it for this movie too, like the discussion mm-hmm. about this movie that you can just you can just tell the, about the love there that they put like stuff in the background for. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's really really good at capturing a specific theme, like a certain feeling. You can tell like. Even specifically what comic books they really, really loved before they made this movie. Uh, mm. Cough, cough, Fantastic Four, cough, cough. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's just... Uh, there's... It's like... It's, it's, go ahead. It's, it's like the level of, like, love for a subject that Cars had, except for something that a bunch of people like. And not just, like, grandpas and, like, six-year-olds. Basically. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so that's basically it. So coming into Incredibles 2, personally, I didn't have the highest expectations, especially since I've heard some opinions on it that make it seem like it was not as good as the first movie, which to me can mean one of two things. One, it's a movie that is, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a movie that instead of doing things that other people enjoyed about the first film, it does something that. Uh, like something different than that. And I end up loving it Mm. uh, because it is about something that I actually like personally want to see more in a movie, or it's going to be genuinely worse than the first movie. Um, And I was happy to say that this movie rules. I actually loved Incredibles 2. What I was going to say is like, if the first Incredibles was an eight for me, this one was a nine, I think. Yeah. I like the I, Incredibles like, 2 a lot. I think this is a nine for me as well. Like if if we're gonna put it on a numerical scale, which honestly, yeah, which I don't, I don't eight. do. But like yeah. you, you get what I'm, you get what I'm saying. Like it's, <laughs> I'm going from a six to a nine. So there yeah, only, you go. Only, only to quantify how much more I liked it than the first one. That's that's the reason I would put it on a scale. Mm-hmm. What about you, Zerk? What did you think? Well worth the wait. There were so many areas where they could have messed the movie up, and they. They worked so well through all of them. So, yeah, so yeah. good. Loved it so much. I think it's, that the scenes where uh, Mr. Incredible, like Craig T. Nelson did such a great job, like listening to the scenes where, uh, or like watching the scenes where, uh, like. Should like we just say where, spoilers now? Oh yeah, spoilers, uh, major spoilers, spoilers ahead. Uh, yeah, we're not going to hold anything back here. Uh, yeah. Jack, yeah. So the the scene where uh, the scene where Jack Jack goes into the other dimension, <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, Go, "Cookie, cookie," like he's like, <laughs> and he just like looks so he just looks so like like unfazed by it. Like <laughs> I yeah, thought that was I th- I think that's like the funniest joke that's been in a Pixar movie in a long time. Uh, oh my god, I and loved- the raccoon fight. Yes, yes! <laughs> I love that scene so much. Because, uh, like, it's the best thing about that phrase. And honestly, it might be one of my favorite fight scenes in the movie, even though it's completely inconsequential, because it's inconsequential. It is shot mm. as dramatically as some of the most 
like hardcore fight scenes in that movie. And it's between a baby who mistakes, mistakes a raccoon for a burglar and a raccoon who is scared out of his mind. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the baby's first superhero fight. It's literally it's his great. first superhero fight. It's literally that. And it's great. I love it. And um, <laughs> like, okay, so uh, I, one complaint I've heard a lot about this movie is, uh, well, for one, I've heard that they say that the story isn't as good as the first one. Sorry, folks. It is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, at yeah, least in my opinion, I politely it disagree. is. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, like, I, the thing is, is it's like, uh, like, okay. Uh, the first movie, it's fine. It's functional, but I think it works better in an era where superheroes basically weren't the thing on the big screen. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they had not really burst out of that bubble yet of like into like the Hollywood mainstream and the public mainstream. Uh, and now that they have, I don't know how I necessarily feel like, again, maybe I'm just being cynical and maybe if I do rewatch it, I'll like it more than I do in my head. Um, but like, I feel like, I don't know. Here's here, my, my main main point is just that, uh, in the previous movie, I I I liked the characters. There were some interesting, but I felt like a lot of them fell into tropes too hard that I didn't really enjoy that much. Uh, I've heard people say that this movie's tropey, and maybe it is, but at the same time, I like these tropes. I like these characters, and these characters are so better defined than they were in the other movie. Like, I I love Elastigirl so much. I think Mr. Incredible is a really fun character. Yeah. I like Violet. Even Dash, who really doesn't have anything to do in this movie, the other than to exist. But honestly, that is only you need for Dash, because Dash would be really annoying if you didn't do that, and he was really annoying in the first Incredibles. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and even Jack-Jack. Jack-Jack was a character that I was terrified was going to be insufferable but he's hilarious he's adorable i loved jack jack so much what i was what i was afraid of when i watched the first trailer was that this was going to be a movie about uh about uh mr incredible feeling really bitter and jealous towards his wife the entire time in like a very Mm -hmm. misogynistic way and i like there like he, he does experience jealousy and uh and and that's played off as like sort of his uh sort of his character flaw uh mm-hmm. but it's it's also a lot more subdued than i was afraid it would be and for the most part uh his character arc is is not so much him overcoming his jealousy as much as him uh like just like legitimately the entire film trying his best to be good at being a regular dad uh, and that's, yeah. yeah. And that, that was really great. Uh, I, I feel like every, every character except, I guess, I guess, except for Dash, I feel like every character except for Dash and Jack, Jack, I think every main character sort of had like an arc of, of growth and that was really cool. Uh, one and, thing I can not nah, keep going, Casey. No, I was, I was just going to mention like my one other compliment and like yeah, the last thing I wanted to say about it is just that like this movie has like 
I don't like the color work, the color control mm. in this movie is amazing. And mm. that's my, it's, that's my other compliment. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go like deep into that. Just that it, I thought it was incredible and not, I, and I didn't mean that as a pun. <laughs> Too late. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what are your thoughts, Cirque? Can I, can I just say that I love what they carried over from the movie? The first movie was just how fucking mature, like, uh, Helen and Bob, like, treat each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, like that one scene where they just, like, after coming back from the, uh, the first meeting with the CEO dude, and they're like, okay, here's how we're going to do this. I'll stay home and take care of the kids in order to get this whole thing working and to help you. That, oh my god, that scene. Like, I, what I, okay, genuinely, okay, so people try to say that this film's, like, a lot of, like, the themes aren't connected or like that's or at least that like the arcs like the plots aren't as connected like because like there's the two different movies or like the two different kind of storylines that are in the movie which are uh bob taking care of the kids and the other one helen uh uncovering a superhero mystery thing um and while i don't know if they necessarily connect in like a sense like nothing in the bob's plot except for maybe like setting up a few like things like the car and stuff like that don't really add to like the superhero plot, but it is important because they're basically Bob and uh, Bob and uh, Oh my God. I'm so fucking bad at this. Helen, <laughs> Let's see. Bob oh. and Helen. Helen. Yes. Helen. Yes. Bob and Helen. Okay. Thank yes, you. Sir. Sorry. Resident, ex- I'm, I'm... resident expert Cirque. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> Bob and Helen, uh, like, like Bob and Helen are having the same arc in a way, but like going around in different ways. And both basically they're trying to like, basically they're, they're kind of just trying to put more confidence in themselves that they can do a certain kind of thing. Like, like basically do something that they need to do. Um, and they come about in different ways and they don't obviously trust each other very much about that. And they eventually have to learn to trust each other that they can do that, but it's also really well handled. And I like that. I I, I like that in this movie, like I, I, I always really, I really hated the plot element where like the husband is lying to the wife about something and it's like, Oh, it must be an affair or something like that. Like it's, it like it's I hate that plot so much. They don't have that plot, but they're still they're still adults who have disagreements and their disagreements are valid. They're genuinely valid points that they both make to each other. Um, and like it ends up being about like the deeper things of like, how do you actually stop an unjust law like that? Like anything, especially one that like specifically targets a specific group of people disproportionately you know like and it's it's a two-sided argument and they both have good points and it's really really nice because i end up loving both of these characters because like while i do have like my own opinions on which side i'm on i get their points and i i I don't know i I feel like i'm just kind of just running in circles here Mm -hmm. I, i i just i feel like that like when i see their relationship in this movie I see two adults who love each other. I love that. And I love 
uh, like, and of course, I, 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 this isn't even going into how much I freaking love Elastigirl in this. Like, oh my god, like she, I, I am serious here. She might be one of my favorite superheroes right now. Like hardcore. She that's legitimately. Really, that's a legitimate point. She's really good. She's a well-rounded character and a superhero type you don't see very much at all, which is a like a loving mother who is concerned for her family, but also has to be a working mother at the exact same time. And her working job ends up being superhero, you know, and like it, and she has to be estranged from her family and all that kind of stuff because of that. But like, it's it's such a interesting thing that you don't see. I love this character. She is so well acted. She is so charming. She is just fantastic. I love, love Elastigirl so much in this. And I am so happy that she is the focus for most of this movie. It is really, really good stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like I kind of run ragged of my trying to articulate a point i feel like that if i actually like wrote something down i would have a better like actual thing to say here but like my point is just that she I feel, real good I, I feel like this movie just is really good at making me like these characters way more than the first one did and i also end up really liking the world and i also they purposely and i think i didn't even mention the fact that they purposely actually go against a lot of the like go like purposely go their way to like cover up the criticism not cover up but like address the criticisms of the first movie uh and like the main villain basically is someone who hates technology and progress <laughs> like literally like uh and like is too cynical to like actually trust people to do the right thing if they have power you know um and that people need and and basically because of that she learned that uh that, oh, well, you can't trust on anything, like any sort of big outside power. You just have to trust yourself and your own people. And that is, she is, she is the villain here. And that is good. I like that. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Like, it's, you could make an argument also that, like, the fact that, like, one of the good guys is a billionaire, like, like, uh, is a billionaire, like, uh, what do you call it? A billionaire philanthropist of i guess you philanthropist yeah yeah billionaire philanthropist uh who like you know puts a lot of money towards like politics to do get something done something done to good i mean that could be kind of tone deaf in this environment but at the same time it doesn't bother me that much because i feel like and he's, he's not he's not established to be a billionaire per se just to have old money I don't believe there's such a thing as a billionaire philanthropist. I think that if you have a billion dollars, you're a thief. <laughs> so <laughs> that is, that is where I'm going to end that. Uh, to be fair, they also treat him like the uh, the scientist who loves baby food from Robocop and that he's a bit infantile. So, yeah, that's true. But yeah, um, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm going a bit too long. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't deal uh, I feel like this is a movie that I want to see again. I want to see the. I want to look at the themes more and look more in depth with it. Mm -hmm. I don't have. I don't have any big thoughts 
or anything about it. Just I thought it was funny with that. My, my friend George, uh, his his comment on this movie is that it's Videodrome for families. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can say that. So. I, I, I feel like uh, I, I, my only real final thought, I guess, is just that um, this is like the first time in a long time that Bob, Brad Bird's like persecution complex has made a story that's actually kind of good. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and because I mean, like, I, I don't know, maybe maybe a persecution complex is a little too rough on him. But like, uh, yeah, like it's 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 something that like it, it is once again, a Brad Bird movie where people who are really, really talented are somehow more oppressed than like the average person or something like that. But at the very least that isn't the text. That's more like a subtext that only really is barely there. (laughs) Like it was literally the text of the Incredibles. It's not really a thing here in Incredibles two, which is good. I'm glad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I will defend that man and his, uh, as you say, persecution complex forever. I'm one of the few people it seems who actually like Tomorrowland. So He's no, not mean, a real bird. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, he is a liar. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I, I I could go on for a long time here, honestly. Yeah, I feel I like remember, we we're already on. running pretty long. I uh, I got three last uh, thoughts, if that's cool. If I can just... Go ahead. Rapid fire. Yeah, okay. Uh, action sequences. Really, really good. There's a fight in the middle of the uh, movie that is super, super good involving a cage. Ah, uh, yes. That one's really good. I like that one. Yeah. Okay, second thought. Speaking of that cage, uh, they didn't really release a lot of warnings about this. They should have. Don't see the yeah, movie if you're epileptic. Well, yeah. we should we should have we should have said that before we issued the spoiler warning that all of the people who haven't seen it are now skipping. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, whoopsie daisy. I, I said whoopsie daisy twice in this episode, and I've never said that before. I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> <let's>, okay. Uh, <laughs> One more. Last thought. Yeah. Did you guys stay for after the credits? Uh, I stayed through the credits and there was nothing. Well, there were those really, really fun themes, which I enjoyed a lot. I would yeah, suggest. Those were fun. I would suggest yeah. that you sit through just for those. Yeah, they sort of did that in lieu of a stinger. Which was, it was still, it was still, I liked it a lot. I, yeah, I, I frankly wish movies would stop doing the stingers. <laughs> eh, I like yeah. them. They, they, they remind me a lot of the old serials, which is, which is cool. I just don't like, I, don't, I just don't like how every credit scene is now a Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> you know, like, will they, won't they? <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, let's go on. Move on. Because I don't want to talk about more of this because I want to go back to the actual podcast that we were supposed to do. Ah, ah, ah. Let's go. Ah, ah. I'm ready. Ah. List. List. Ah. Do the list. It's the list. It's the list. We we go through it and we get cartoons off the list and then we watch them. We watch three of them. We'll do that now. And they're in the public domain. That too. You You can see them yourself and not get sued. The end. If, you, if you watch anything that's not in the public domain ever, you will get sued. Yes, that's how it works. Let's go. That is literally how this works. Real All match. right, let's go. Alex, drum roll. See, I was afraid we would have less energy considering 
two thirds of us just got home from work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I had I had plenty of energy because let me tell you about Homestuck. Oh no! 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 We're gonna let's do this. Let's go away. Okay. Uh, it, it is. A, it does have cartoons that you can watch for free on the internet. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. What did we get? We, what did we pull out we, of It's Freddy Cat. It's Freddy Cat. Nope. Nope. We are getting more <gasps> Colonel Bleep. I was going to say Colonel Bleep. I, w- I was this close to predicting that. I wish I would have said it now. <laughs> yes. For realies. Uh, and we are going to watch uh, the episode called Scratch. And his feathered friends. We have not seen Colonel Bleep in quite a while. Let's see what yeah. this wacky man's up to. This wacky, wacky space boy. And now stand by for adventure. Three, two, one. Well, um, hmm. It was certainly Colonel Bleep. And that oh, it was Helicopter Bleep, correct? Yep. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Would you Would you mind if I started off? Because I think there's something important here that we need. I would to... be very relieved if anyone started off. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I I choose I choose to make this my own. Um. Okay. So the uh the short opens with Colonel Bleep, our main character, and his partners. Uh, Squeak, a, uh, I believe, a wooden cowboy puppet, and Scratch, yes. a caveman from prehistoric times, traveling to go fight. Apparently, they have a arch-villain now in the form of Dr. Destructo, the uni- the galaxy's greatest super criminal, or something like that. So I guess. Sure. So they fly through space to the 12th moon of Jupiter, where his hideout is. And I need to make this very clear. There are dinosaurs on the 12th moon of Jupiter. Uh, yep. It is inhabited like, by dinos. Not not just like, not just like, uh, pre- like pretend fakey, fakey, fake, fake dinosaurs. Like they're the aliens that look like dinosaurs. No, they're literally dinosaurs. And the foliage is like 100%. Like the caveman guy 100% goes, oh my God. I mean, like this is this is in the past. Like I, I recognize all these things, and yeah, it's like so people people who aren't aware of what Colonel Bleep is because they haven't listened to like our, I think our first episode actually, maybe. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was our first episode. Uh, there's a it's a it's a space federation of of three. It's it's more of a it's more of a coalition of ages because there's someone from the prehistoric age. Someone from what used to be the modern age when the show was made, and then someone from the future who is Colonel Bleep, who investigate the universe because of Hiroshima. I don't remember. <laughs> it's yeah, weird. Like, it was. It was. It was like that. Hiroshima. Uh, the bomb exploded, and that vibration signaled to the planet that Colonel Bleep is from to let them know that oh wait, there's a thing that also has atomic bombs we should stop that because otherwise they'll not be able to advance yeah there's no there's no longer there's no longer peace in the universe and so they get together and they 
do the thing. Well, they never really talk about they never talk about nuclear bombs on the show. Ever. No, they don't. Not not really. They, like that's just that's just the first episode, and then it never comes up again. The origin story is very brief and makes no sense. And now they are on the twelfth moon of Jupiter. And they are having fun with dinosaurs, so things are making much more sense now. <laughs> uh, they, I mean, so. okay, so I just want to remark real quick. Uh, there's a part where, like, the caveman is having, uh, like, a flashback to the past, and he is, like, he is, like, uh, he, basically there's, like, dinosaurs all around, all this stuff, and then, like, he, they, they cut to a picture of him and a dinosaur like looking lovingly in each other's eyes. He is completely naked. Like rosy cheeks. He is completely naked. Like he's not even wearing his loincloth. He is completely naked. Uh, and it was, it was, look, just, HG, you, it was a better time when dinosaurs were soft and warm instead of cold and angry. You don't, you don't see his dink though. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't see anyone's dink. And that's always a flaw. Uh, but, <laughs> Every cartoon uh, where we don't see someone's dink is the worst cartoon that we watch, except the exactly. racist ones. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, like, okay, so I also want to make a point really quickly because this is a type of show that makes up its own rules all the time. All the time. Because uh, for some reason in this episode, <laughs> uh, Colonel Bleep and the puppet and the caveman they all can fly through space. That is something that they can do, apparently, even though in previous episodes they had to be in spaceships or whatever. You know, it's like they're they're just zooming through space. Uh, they go past Uranus <laughs> and then they end up at the, the Saturn's moon where the dinosaurs are, which of course they are. Um, maybe, they, and, maybe they just talked to interplanet Janet and got her, like, technology. It's... <laughs> Just, oh my god. Anyway, they're on the twelfth moon of Jupiter because that's where Dr. Destructo's cave is. You never see him, by the way. He's just no, a pair no. of angry eyes. Yeah. It, um They go and they and uh bleep and squeak fight a vampire bat that's hiding at the front that, of his cage. Of his cave, before yeah. that though, the caveman is out and about, he's being Tarzan around, and he's just kind of like He's Ooh, looking. I want to eat a big old egg. Yeah. I want to eat an egg. Basically. And that is that is his plot. He wants to eat an egg. He and locates egg. He <laughs> locate egg. He locate egg. He tried to eat egg, but he can't because it was hatching. And uh, then it hatches, and then it becomes a super bird. A super bird with the word super bird tattooed on its like I guess it's crop. <laughs> I don't know. It's a very um, weird and, image. Yeah, it is super weird. Um, but like, <laughs> but yeah, so but what what happens is as soon as like, they're fighting the vampire bat, like Colonel Bleep and the puppet boy, uh, like they're they're fighting that and they get all swept away. And then, oh, here comes the caveman on the super bird. Because the super bird has sort of imprinted on him. He thinks that uh, Scratch is his brother. Yeah. yeah. And. <laughs> Bird, birds, so, when birds imprint you, that means they think you're their brother, <laughs> and they grow a pair of machine guns too. Cause <laughs> because that's that what happens. The caveman, <laughs> the caveman shoots a machine gun that is directly attached to the super bird at the bat. 
It really <laughs> is a super bird. It really, really is. Uh, and then they just kind of the 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 the, the bat. Let's go of the two and they are saved by the super bird and the bat crashes into the cave and makes it collapse on itself. And I am shocked that you I like I literally like I, I actually did not even know that they were even like the angry eyes. I don't know. Maybe I just missed it because I was so baffled by everything else going on. But like, yeah, I just thought that like they went to the cave and kept, tried going to the cave twice, but kept on being distract, distracted. And then. Uh, when they finally were going to the gate, it collapsed in, and that was the end of Dr. Destructo. Um, yeah, they, they and- basically give up on their plot once that cave is, like, demolished. They, they're basically like, oh, wait, oh, fuck it, we gotta go on another mission now. Don't, don't uh, follow up on we that. Have to go- they, li- they literally yeah. say, yeah, don't, we have we're to not get some more on Obtanium on the planet Pandora. Yes, yes. They gotta so go get more Futuron energy. And then they make a big deal about that. Now they have a new friend who's the super bird and they fly into space. And I'm just like, we're never going to see that fly into again. space beforehand. They could fly into space beforehand. This isn't like a new addition. This is just a weird bird that they have now. I don't know. You do but realize that we're never going to see that bird again, though. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. We're never going to see this freaking bird again. <laughs> you know, you know why I hate when we bring up the Colonel Bleep cartoons on this show? It's because I think they're all boring. <laughs> <laughs> I just get I just get so bored whenever we watch any of them. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's one of those things where it's like if you're watching it for the intent that they are audience, like the people are trying to make you watch it for, and that it's like a fun sci-fi show or whatever, then generally speaking, you'll be disappointed. But if you look, come in expecting you're going to see like the, the weirdest. Sh- that will never be explained ever again. I kind of end up loving Colonel Bleep again. Yeah, there's just <laughs> not a lot. There's just not a lot of like visual stimulus. But but I also take a lot of fun in how cheap it is. Like yeah, it's, I mean it's it's, it's budget and like, like it's, and like for what it's worth, they're good at coloring the scene. <laughs> like it's not that's true. Yeah. But it's it's a lot of recycled cells and uh, very like uh, it looks like it's easy to draw. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure this was the intention. Yeah. So you know, I just I just get so bored when we watch them. I don't know. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I just I'm not saying I like Corona Believe. In fact, I kind of hate it now. But like. <laughs> I like I, I like I like having I like the conversations we have afterwards. It's just the process. I will I will be you fair, know. they're at least trying. They're trying. Oh yeah, yeah. they're they're, yeah. they're, they're trying. Compare this to a cartoon where they're not trying and you love this cartoon. <coughs> Clutch cargo. <coughs> oh, Colonel Bleep is trying far harder than Clutch Cargo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because there's uh, actual yeah. animation. Wait, did you guys get Clutch Cargo last time? Or... No, that was a while ago. Okay. Remember? The, the Friendly Headhunters? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that one. Mm, I, hope mm. we don't ha- I hope we don't have to watch another one of those, because it was like 25 minutes. Well, unfortunately, there are at least four more, so... I just, I just mean I hope we don't have to watch another one tonight. <laughs> okay, no, I get you. <laughs> All right, well... I'm sure I jinxed it. What's next? Well, next we pull up 
that little thing we call the list. Alex, drumroll. Oh, hey. What it is? We are going to watch a little Audrey cartoon. A what? Little Audrey. Uh, it's different than Little Lulu. Question. I don't know. Yes. Question. Is it little or lil? Little. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I I've got no idea what to expect. Same. Yeah. What I are don't you? know either. All right. Reveal yourself to me, cartoon. What? Why are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like half awake right now. <laughs> you're being, you're being very silly tonight. All right, let's just. I'm tired. <laughs> All right. I like it. All right, let's go. Hey, everybody. Uh, Alex the Lemur here. Uh, so before we get on with the podcast, there's a thing I'd like to clear up. HT, Casey, and Cirque are watching these cartoons from a physical DVD set called the Giant 600 Cartoon Collection, which, to its credit, has managed to cut out a lot of the most patently offensive and terrible stuff from these old cartoons, which you can easily find in all other versions of them. So... Unfortunately, in the version we're going to link to in the show notes, there's some pretty bad stuff towards the beginning. We didn't know about this until the editing stage, so it wasn't mentioned in the discussion at all, but we figured uh, now that we know about it, we should address it. So, uh, that said, huge, huge warning for racism on this cartoon. Like, it's it's bad. Okay, uh, back to the show. So I looked up the Wikipedia article for Little Audrey and I was ready to start talking like I, and I did before we watched the cartoon and I was ready to start talking a little bit about how this character was created so that they wouldn't have to renew their license for Little Lulu. And I had a whole bunch of stuff prepared. But then this cartoon was uh, mostly a funeral procession for a fledgling and now I don't want to talk about anything else. <laughs> oh my god, you this, people. This cartoon, this cartoon oh my is god. like I I we have never seen anything like this before on this show. <laughs> this this is, like, okay, okay, so okay. <clears throat> okay. So you say that this is like a thing for little Lulu, like to like not have her have to renew her license, but they still want to do this type of character, right? Uh, that, that at least that was the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia page says that Little Audrey um, was uh, considered as a variation for the character after Paramount decided not to renew the license on the comic character. Gotcha. Little Lulu. Okay, so this is their OC attempt to make a Little Lulu character, and um, I, I, I. Okay, so this cartoon is 90% yeah it's literally it's if, it's if 90% I was a, a funeral if, it's if like if a I was funeral a, for birds if i was a child when i watched this i wouldn't have grown up to like cartoons i think <laughs> uh, <laughs> i i think I that's a bit harsh i don't know I like i don't a, think i don't think it's i don't think it's a bad cartoon by any standard it's just 
it's just really depressing. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so I mean, it, <laughs> okay. So you remember that scene in Bambi where the mother gets shot and like it's off screen, but she gets shot, and then uh, Bambi then has like a. 15 minute like funeral procession for the mother and they all the animals are like taking her down like the forest and all of them are crying and like the baby the rabbits are like hugging their mom like their little baby rabbits because they're appreciating the loves that once they have there and all that kind of stuff oh uh, wait no? that well, didn't okay, happen because it's, it's, doing that is psychotic to do this yeah, it, it's, it's, in in this in this example, Bambi's the one who died, <laughs> and well, yeah, the mother is the true. one. The mother is the one who outlived her child. Wow! Like, <laughs> like, like that's okay. like it, it, so. Like okay, so I feel like we need to put some context on this. Okay, so basically, the context is this: uh, a little Audrey has a toy gun, a BB gun. Uh, and, uh, she likes shooting things with it. Like she shoots the frying pan that's attached to her dog's wagging tail. Uh, she shoots at like a nut that a squirrel has. She shoots at a really good, uh, gag, a, uh, cuckoo clock. And the third time that the cuckoo comes out, it has a suit of armor on because it's prepared itself. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. And you know, Oh, it's a little kid playing with a toy gun. It looks a little realistic, but, you know, for the most part, it, you know, you can understand, like, maybe there's some sort of sight gag that they're going to do, or maybe it's going to be like the little Lulu cartoon where there's this older guy that he's, he ends up, like, tor- she ends up tormenting, like, Dennis Menace kind of style, you know? Uh, and then, like, and then we cut to a scene where a mother bird is giving a baby bird his first flying lesson, and... Uh, they're like having stuff, and we we stay with them for a little bit, so you can get to like them a little just, bit. Just yeah, really just cute. so you can grow attached. <laughs> yeah, and and then and then as the little bird finally starts flying on his own, little Audrey sees him. He's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking kill that thing. Well, no, 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 and, no. She because she's a little kid. She doesn't understand that if I hurt something, it could die. I mean, I don't even think hurting him comes into account. I, th- I think she just sees, oh, hey, it's another thing I can shoot at. And then she realizes after she shoots the bird and it falls to the ground, oh, sh- I can actually kill things. And when she does that, she turns white and the mother keeps trying to, like, wake up the baby and she eventually realizes that she's unable to do so and starts hysterically sobbing yeah, over like the corpse of her baby bird like that's, child. That, that's the, yeah. that, that is the, that is the worst scene is when she's trying to nudge the baby bird back to life with a worm. Like that's so morbid. <laughs> and <laughs> and so, like little Lulu just runs off. Cause she's petrified. Uh, she uh, goes under her bed and eventually like get only gets out to like go into the top so she can go to sleep. She wakes up in the middle of the night. She hears something. And what's outside? It's a funeral procession for this baby bird. And we were like, oh, this is her guilt trip dream or something. Like, this is going to be something like that. And honestly, none of us thought that the bird was actually going to be completely dead. Uh, because like, that would be. I think, I think, I think we all, I think we all th- thought that maybe there was a slight chance that he was, though. 
<laughs> I mean, right? like, <laughs> there like, was a slight chance. We, I, uh, I feel like, I feel like we, we were all watching it like afraid that that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> like sure. we were all, we were all laughing hysterically during the scene, not we out of because it was a funny scene, but out of shock. Yeah, we like, couldn't yeah, believe like, what we were seeing. <laughs> we were, we couldn't process these feelings correctly because it is literally. Exactly how I described the thing earlier, where it's a procession of birds, like the crows are lifting up the baby bird on like a leaf, taking them down this pathway. There's like rabbits, rabbit mothers on the side crying, and then like they wake up their babies so they can hug them and appreciate them. And then like this, the, the 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 trees are crying, the weeping willow trees crying. The literal the moon is crying over this poor defenseless child, <laughs> tossed down in its prime of its life. It is. I mean, it's, it is insane. And Lil Lulu is watching the entire time. She you just called crying. her Lil Lulu. She is you crying. just called her Lil Lulu. Sorry, yeah, Lil, Lil Audrey. Audrey. <laughs> Lil Audrey is crying. She is crying her eyes out, and she's she's praying to right? God, telling him, "I didn't mean to do it. I'm so sorry." And then some and, faint, some faint <laughs> drops of rain. By, yeah, the gra- like, by the grace right, of God. <laughs> right before they bury the child, <laughs> it wakes up because rain fell on its face. It's just, it's its just like Pokemon. The tears brought him back to life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except in Pokemon, they weren't dead. Like that's They wouldn't have had the gall to do that in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, uh, but like... So yeah, okay. and then... So the bird is the big bird wakes up. Little Audrey is so happy. And she, what she, what does she do? She immediately runs out of the house, brandishing her gun. And, and this, scares this is, all the fucking birds. And this is this is the other crazy thing. She is extremely strong. She snaps the barrel of the gun in half over her knee. <laughs> I can't do that with a broom. <laughs> she does it with a gun. <laughs> and she's and she's like a five-year-old girl. So yeah, she she snaps a, the barrel of a gun with her knee. And then she and then she throws seeds all over the ground begging for forgiveness and the birds don't want to give it to her except Imagine for the fledgling that. yeah except for the baby fledgling <laughs> who decides to forgive little audrey for her crimes because uh, like because as we can attest that this little baby bird is jesus like yeah. it, it so, must forgive. Like yeah. So this cartoon is wild. <laughs> this is I, I think this is the barring I would say barring the uh barring the the Halloween episode where we watched all of the like minions and sh- <laughs> this is the craziest <laughs> thing we've seen on the show. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the craziest because we've seen like Stuff like that Freddy Cat cartoon. That was yeah, just like I guess like that. That one. That one was more avant garde. This one was more shocking than that, though. <laughs> like, like I mean, it literally is like the extended sad scene in a Disney movie. Like, like it, it's basically the fu- funeral procession at the end of the uh, Princess and the Frog. Like, <laughs> extended for an entire short with a gun is bad message at the very end. It's, <laughs> it is. 
It is so. I, and it, I, it really, came, I have it to came, say it. I I have to say it. I fucking love this cartoon. Really, oh, no, I feel I like it was, it's, I thought it was great. I feel like it's a it's a beautiful message because it's about a little girl who doesn't realize that that she can hurt people in the world, and then she realizes it, and then she beats her sword into plowshares, and it is is a nice message for children. And yeah, also, it's, a, it's not it's not it's. And the title is just Song of the Birds, which is guys. like, so like, guys, guys, it's like, it's, it's like the aristocrats. That's what it is. Guys, <laughs> I legit thought that joke. we were going to get like something where like, we were just going to switch from little Audrey to these birds and it was going to be one of those like, uh, those prey images and songs type cartoon. And then she shot the fucking bird and it died. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I don't really have much else to say about this one. Partially do we really because have, I just do if we you, really if have you, to say anything else? No, if you if you think that you have uh if you think that you have the um if you think you're emotionally prepared for it, I think you should just watch this one. <laughs> so Yeah, it's 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 wild. It's just Yeah. I I, I was not expecting this in the slightest. I was pretty tired before i am wide awake now <laughs> this, this is this is i don't know how i'm gonna go to sleep here tonight like this is what the i did not expect this like it's not like it's like gory or like anything it's just it's just weird to see something like this from something so something that looks pretty simple and innocent like it could like it this is like if a donald duck cartoon like where like where he was like chasing out trip and dale he like shoots the gun and shoots Dale, he dies, and the rest of the thing is a funeral procession, and then Donald weeping. Like, see, this like, is basically what this is. See, like, I've seen I've seen that type of thing played off in a really ham-fisted way for joke, for, like, like as a joke. I've never seen it happen in such a way that it took up the remainder of the cartoon. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, so so there you go. That's, that's the song of the birds starring Little Audrey. Uh, let's, oh, let's move on. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how anything's going to beat that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't think anything will. So let's just go ahead and just pull something off. What a goddamn cartoon, man. The list. Drumroll, Alex. Oh, hey. Yeah. Uh, we are going to watch a Ray Harryhausen cartoon. All right. Huh. Okay. That'll be a nice palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we are going to watch uh, the story of Hansel and Gretel. Perfect. Can't wait to see that witch go in that oven. While doing the blowjob Spoilers, face. Spoilers, God. Last episode was a cat episode, and this one's a bird episode. We did it. We Woo! spun on the roulette wheel, and we won bird. Good. Yes. Uh, uh, but to those not I mean, in the know, okay. Ray Harryhausen. I think this is, is this our last Harryhausen cartoon on the collection? No, no, no. There's, okay. there's one more left. Oh, all right. So we're getting close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I'm kind of sad how our luck of the draws has been making them like right after each other for the last few episodes. Cause like there are only a few and we still have like <gasps> a billion Popeye that we have to get through. <laughs> and howdy doody. <laughs> I, I will and miss this. Howdy doody. I will we miss this man's terrible, terrible expression work. Yep. I mean, okay. So basically, okay. So I feel like at this point, I'm willing to say the best cartoon he did. You think so? No, 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 no. No, I'm starting to say is the best one he did uh, for like these like uh, fairy tale things that he did um, was uh, the Midas one, I feel. Okay. I feel like that one's one's closest to the original story, has the most uh, best character design and has less opportunities of a fate to make a face that was like really weird. Um, And uh, yeah, I think think Red Riding Hood was my favorite. I mean, Red Riding Hood is fantastic, too, because that one's actually got some really good gorgeous set design and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, But I don't know it. It feels like that, for the most part, a lot of these, like, make some liberties. Not usually some dramatic ones, but uh, this one really took a really dramatic liberty at the very end. <laughs> um, so, okay. Let's, uh, let's get there. All right. So, basically, uh, if you don't know the story of Hansel and Gretel, Hansel and Gretel's about uh, a, boy, a boy and a girl who go into the woods uh, making a little bread trail. Uh, sometimes there's a variation. Sometimes they're getting sent out because there is a evil stepmother that wants to just lead them to die of exposure. And this one, they leave because they are very poor and they are running out of food. And they're like, and let's go pick up more food. Yeah, let's go to the diner down the street. <laughs> um, but, but basically, yeah, what happens is they put make a bread trail, but then they lose the bread trail because of shenanigans. This time it was a bird. Um, and then they stumble upon a gingerbread house, which has a witch in it. And the witch tries to eat them, but then the ha- ha- Gretel kills the witch, and then everyone lives happily ever after. The witch explodes. Um, but, it's neat. And this one, yes, the witch explodes. But, um, I mean, the first part is like, uh, first part of the short is basically just Hansel and Gretel at home with their father. There's no mother. Uh, and like they're just cleaning and it's just some chore type shenanigans because like uh like oh hansel wants to hide the dust under the carpet but oh no no because uh gretel saw and he, he she was like tisk tisk you cannot do that um uh, and then gretel just accidentally breaks over the half jug of milk that they have which is like all they have except for some stale bread uh, and the father is like crying because he doesn't know how he's going to feed his kids. And then like they steal some of the bread, which I assume was going to be the father's chunk of it. And then they f- off to try to find some more food. And apparently they do I a mean, good job of it because it says that they collect a bunch of berries and stuff. Um, and uh, look, uh, here's the thing. Um, from here, it basically is the story of Hansel and Gretel, though it's like. Uh, very abridged in the sense that, like, they don't have the part where Hansel is being fed a bunch of food so he could be, like, fattened before being cooked. Because of Um, effort with the stop motion. 
I, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. They probably didn't want to make another puppet. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, when they make a uh, puppet, they also have to make a bunch of creepy heads. <laughs> yeah, all the, all, the, all the work has to go into the creepy heads, because, like, uh, well, and also uh, Hansel's Riku pants. Yes, uh, Hansel has Riku pants. They're so big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the best part of a lot of these shorts is just the faces because the faces are super weird and creepy and look like they're dirty, even though they're probably brand new heads, I, I would assume. And uh, the the thing that's hilarious is like, uh, like it, it, it's just hard not to do because like Cirque and Casey and I, like normally like when we watch these tunes, uh, Cirque and I might like make a couple comments, but Casey tends to be kind of quiet. Um, Unless and I think when, of something very specific. <laughs> That's funny Yeah, like to a say. specific reference. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then like uh but for this, like whenever there was a there's a like a whole extended scene where like Hansel and Gretel are like at the table at the witch's house looking over the food and their mouths are like wide open and, <laughs> and they're making like this face that looks really ridiculous, this ridiculous smile that looks like they're going, mm. And we were just whenever the face changed, we just changed to that sound effect. It was like, ooh, <laughs> we all did that. We all did that. It was, it was great. <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, it, it, it's. Uh, but yeah, but for the most part, from here, it's just standard. And then witch gets killed in the fire, and uh, the house disappears. And then. The shenanigans happen? <laughs> it yeah, takes so a real left turn. A rabbit shows up, and all of the woodland creatures have agreed to thank them, but only one appeared because it would take them a while to make more. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the rabbit goes off screen and carries back with it. So this is the this is uh, the reason I've been quiet. While we talked about this cartoon uh, and maybe had some like typing noises, is because I was doing a little bit of math. Let's assume mm-hmm. that the the treasure chest that the rabbit pushes towards them is two feet by one foot by one foot. I see where and you're going with this, and I think I don't. I don't think that I. I think I'm being generous here because it looks bigger than mm-hmm. that to me. Uh, uh, gold weighs 19.3 grams per cubic centimeter. That rabbit pushed over 2,000 pounds of gold. <laughs> like, <laughs> just... Look, look, that rabbit has been on the CrossFit for ages. He has been doing a really, really good job at it. And how <laughs> proud of him, damn it. How dare you undervalue his work on that front? Oh, no, I'm just impressed. <laughs> so. uh, it's it's like when Judy knocks out the freaking rhinoceros in Zootopia. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, it's just like, yeah, I maybe there's a version of the story from like other stories or something, or maybe this is just something Ray took out of his butthole or something. But just <laughs> yeah, the end of the story is just that a rabbit gives him a bunch of the. Well, what it was is it was the witch's gold that like the rabbit knew where it was stored, I guess. Uh, and the rabbit gives them which the, the, all the gold, and like, and they're like, oh, look at all this wonderful Bitcoin, and just <laughs> uh, and then uh, 
the the father finds them and they're like, oh, now we have Olko. Like, it, basically, it ends with them just being lost in the woods, but they have a shit ton of gold. And <laughs> the end. <laughs> well, well, like, I think they, of, I think they say in the in the plot like that the rabbit knows where they live, which is sure. <laughs> so, so this is a stalker rabbit as well. <laughs> Look. Uh, so this this but, this rabbit is super strong, and knows uh, everything. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he is he is he is this universe's watcher. He is the yeah. best representative of rabbit that they've got. <laughs> um, the platonic yeah. ideal of a rabbit. The absolute union. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it's it's a fine short. It's it's fine. I it's it's not particularly impressive. There are some good shots like kind of like I really did like the shot from like when they're inside the uh, they're inside the uh, uh, gingerbread house and they're looking over the place and the camera pans up smoothly while they're looking around and all that kind of stuff, which is kind of like that shot from uh, the King Midas shark that I really liked. Um, and it is really good set design, like always, uh, puppets. I mean, the puppets are really weird this time. I think weirder than normal. And it's not just the faces, but there's like the costumes, like the freaking Riku pants. The, the father's dressed like a weird pirate. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't the, know. He, he's still, he's still wearing his nightcap. Like when he comes out <laughs> to find the kids in broad daylight, uh, uh. And I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I maybe I think I think the problem I think the problem is only just that we've become disenchanted with Ray Harryhausen because we've seen his cartoons. If this was the first one we watched, I would have still like saying its praises about like having really fluid animation and you know so on and so forth. Like all oh, no. all of the things yeah. I usually say are are they're still relevant here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just not our first rodeo, so. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Like, it's it's not a bad cartoon. Not we still love you, Ray. Yeah. You did get some good stuff. Thank you so much for for your weird your weird sex doll fantasies. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is that a reference to something? No, just no. That just, that they're, just that their mouths are yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, it's it's a it's a fine short. Uh, if you like the other ones, you'll like this one as well. Uh, my personal favorite is still going to be Midas, followed by Red Riding Hood because Red Riding Hood is a really cool wolf. That wolf rules. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was Bird Week here at Toontown Public Works. Uh, so let's move on to the pro- Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that, was, that, that was that was the prompt this week what was your favorite scene in alfred hitchcock's the birds um but okay in all seriousness because no one laughed so obviously people thought it was serious uh so uh we are gonna go into the prompts uh so uh if you know what don't know what this is basically uh every week we give you something to mull over and give us a response to either on our twitter using the hashtag toontown prompt or uh to send us an email at toontownpublicworks at gmail.com um and this week 
Uh, let's see. Let's see if we don't have any backlog. Because sometimes we get little backlog letters. So let's see. Ah, uh, yes, we did. Oh. Uh, uh, so we got one from uh, uh, Liam. Uh, so Liam uh, wrote in to us and said, uh, Hey, I missed last week's prompt, but when I got caught up on the episodes this week, the first character to come in mind when I heard the cutest cartoon character was Courage the Cowardly Dog. Um, well, Courage from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Uh, he was an amazingly empathetic and brave character who was cuter for his own simple pleasures like sitting on his owner's lap. Uh, I just thought I'd mention it. So, yeah, that's a good response. Uh, I think Courage is a cute boy. I think he's good. I agree with everything that's been said so far. Hell yeah. That is a good dog and a good boy. Thank you so much for your response, dude. A super good boy. Very good. Ten, ten plus pupper. So, yes. Uh, and that was it for previous prompts. Uh, so the prompt that we had this week uh, was one that uh, I forced a key to make. Uh, and because I didn't warm them at all. Uh, so the prompt was, uh, what was the cartoon you watched uh, that was there just... Okay. Look. What cartoon did you suffer to? You, did you suffer through? Uh, because you were excited for the one that came after it. Essentially, yeah, right? Cause, yeah. Because I feel like that that's something that's more of a phenomenon from our era. I with Newer kids, they have, they're kind of, if they want to watch something else, they'll just go to YouTube. Yeah. And just select it. Or, or DVR, you know, the, on demand. Or, things or, that, yeah, on the, or the Cartoon Network app, even. Like, you could go to the Cartoon Network app and just watch things. Yeah, there, all, all luxuries that probably listeners of our program mostly didn't have when they were growing up. Yeah. So. And, like, so basically, this is a kind of an old-timer kind of idea, but uh, I thought it would be fun to go through. Um, so let's go ahead. I'm going to pull up here because we didn't get any emails about this prompt. I think part of the problem was that I got the tweet out pretty late. Uh, and I said that the, we were going to record on Tuesday, not Monday, because I'm a dummo. Uh, so It's okay, though, because um, we went long. <laughs> so. <laughs> that is fair. That is super yeah. damn fair. Um, so let me go over to our hashtag. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Okay. So we got our first response, and that one was from... Uh, Dex the dragon, uh, and Dex responded with, uh, there are a few things on BBC's morning blog before Animaniacs. All I can remember now is Tom and Jerry kids, Sylvester and Tweety mysteries, and another Hanna-Barbera cartoon, which I, which must have, uh, been rotated out. Uh, not necessarily bad, but not what I was there for. Tom and Jerry kids oh. and, uh, Sylvester and Tweety mysteries are both examples of cartoons I haven't watched in decades that i still get the theme songs stuck in my head from <laughs> <laughs> tom and jerry kids where all the action, the action is. is i remember i remember spots of the lyrics of that song mm. and the the sylvester and tweety mysteries one the uh do 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 remember that one do, do, uh, do, 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 I, I only do, watched do, a few do, do. episodes. Of yeah, I think I like, think we we must have rented it like on VHS, and I must have watched it like a thousand times because uh, well, I still course. I still remember like the tune 
and like timbre of that song so well that like it it sometimes still comes back to haunt me. <laughs> I mean, it's because of Sylvester. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it's only because of Sylvester's honker. So. Oh yeah, he's got a his nose. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's make yeah, sure. Not, not the, yeah, make sure he's, our audience that isn't yes. in the lingo <laughs> knows what we're talking about. Yeah. I, <laughs> his big old so, snoot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only time I remember seeing uh, Tweet and Sylvester Mysteries was in a hospital waiting room. So. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. That's. Um, Mm. No, it's okay. I think I was there for like a pregnancy or something. Oh, okay. So you're pregnant that time. Okay. Yes, correct. Oh, congrats on that. Um, So let's go on to the next prompt. So thank you, Dex. Thank Uh, you. We got one. We got a response from uh, V who said, uh, Dragon Ball Z and or Family Guy, depending if I was watching Toonami or waiting for Adult Swim. Uh, May I? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I will say that Dragon Ball Z was a cartoon I completely avoided like the plague as a child. I it was everything I did not want to see in a cartoon. It was not particularly funny. It was not particularly fluid in its animation. Uh, It was kind of loud and and obnoxious in a way that was like there was nothing for me to latch on. I think it was just too masculine for me. I never really got into it. Yeah, and I, 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 and all the people that were really kind of annoying at school really loved it, so I didn't really like it. <laughs> um, but then I became an adult, and I watched Dragon Ball the Bridge series, which I know is not truly Dragon Ball because it misses out on a lot of the prop. Like it, 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 it wipes clean a lot of the problems that Dragon Ball Z has, but uh, it made me appreciate it a little bit more. <laughs> so, um, and Family Guy. Yep. Hey, Lois, I farted. <laughs> All right, let's go. So, via woman. Via woman. All right. <laughs> my, uh, may I interject for a moment? Yes. Yes. Uh, we are on some of our la- wavelengths, V, because uh, Dragon Ball Z was actually my answer for this. Oh, all oh. right. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, so... Usually I would make an evening out of, I guess this was when I was about like end of grade school, start of high school, where I'd sort of make like a little evening out of parents got went to bed. I basically had the house to myself. Dragon Ball Z was the time where I'd go make waffles for myself and then just sort of like get them ready and eat them while I had like something playing in the background. I... Kind of following it a little bit, just enough to figure out what was going on. But uh, I got friends that would look down on me for this. Not really my thing. Not really my thing. Yeah. It, it, here's the plot uh, summary for Dragon Ball Z. He scream. Has Has it ever happened to you guys that... Like, there was a cartoon that started as that, you know, where it's like you had to watch it passively because you liked the show that came after it, and it, by osmosis, became a favorite of yours? Uh, uh, I feel like that definitely happened to me. Teen Teen Titans was that for me. Oh, sh- You like Teen yeah. Titans? 
yeah, I, I did. I like it didn't appeal to me like initially in concept. Like the ads didn't pull me in. The reason I watched it is because uh, the reason I watched it is because it was on like in the same block as other shows that I liked. <laughs> so that's how I got into it. That's cool. I think for I think for me it was as told by Ginger, where I was like just watching it because it was on SNCC. And yeah. Then, and then I ended up actually really loving it <laughs> when I was a kid. They have the same type of mouth as uh, Betty Boop. Huh. I just thought about that. Oh, my God. All right, let's keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's read after that relevation. Let's move on to the next one. So uh, thank you, V. Um, we got a response from uh, Husku, uh, who responds in again. So thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, they said... Uh, the Weather Network, I would watch it when I was waiting for The Simpsons or something. I mean, it's not a cartoon, uh, but it's still it's still I, it still fits the prompt, though. It's, it's like the same experience, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, like, it's, yeah. it's 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 a uh, it's there. I would definitely watch. <laughs> I remember I did watch like local news uh, waiting to like for Adult Swim to start. <laughs> Uh, cause I would watch, I would watch my local news and then I would quickly change over to, uh, Cartoon Network to Adult Swim, uh, when mm-hmm. I was like younger. Honestly, that seems like it might be an interesting experience. Cause like, I mean, the only time I really watched like the weather channel, like for an extended period of time is when there's a natural disaster occurring around like where I am. So I'm wondering what they fill that airspace with otherwise. Um... I mean, I think what they do is that they're like kind of like they cover a whole bunch of different areas as weather. So it's not just one. So it just rotates off to the next section of the United States. Yeah. If you I if you watch it, if you watch it on a regular day, it's just like it's still sunny. Still <laughs> it's always sunny. sunny is a cloud, <laughs> a cloud of sunny. <laughs> Breaking news. There might be a raindrop somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, it's it's the weather channel is fine. It's it's like it's similar to Bob Ross in the sense that it's kind of just this thing you watch because it kind of is calming in a way. That's definitely why you would watch it in 2018. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Uh, So thank you very much. Uh, So uh, the Wander Gomer uh, once again writes in. Thank you very much, Wander Gomer. Gomer, I, I, should I call you Wonder or should I call you Gomer? I don't know. Gomer um, over Wander. <laughs> All right. Wander over Gomer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, they say, um, the only one I could think of is Tailspin, which came out in time right before Darkwing Duck. Not to say that it was bad, just not my thing. Uh, and you know what? I, I feel like in a lot of ways, uh, Tailspin is kind of like the black sheep of the like the Disney afternoon block that that era represented because like people have very strong opinions about stuff like uh, DuckTales or uh, say like Bonker like for like a uh, Darkwing Duck even Bonkers to a degree um, but Tailspin just kind of like existed <laughs> it oh, seems yeah. like I've Dude. always kind of had this feeling about Tailspin, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and DuckTales. 
specifically in that they, they all felt like they were sort of spiritually in the same universe, if that makes sense. Like they um, all they, they, they all kind of have the same sort of tone as opposed to Darkwing Duck, which was a little more slapsticky or bonkers, which was, you know, it was basically uh, the response to the WB cartoons at the time or Aladdin or whatever, you or, know. Like, well, and it, it was it, it, I heard it was supposed to be like they're they were going to make a Roger Rabbit series, but then they couldn't. Yeah. Get, and that's, yeah. that's what I've heard to make a Roger Rabbit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and it basically is the premise of Roger Rabbit. So just yeah. in a modern era. But uh, but I mean, OK, so I, I not to say that Tailspin was bad. I honestly have not seen very much of it. Uh, I like some of the characters of it. I love uh, Don Carnage so much. He is great. Um, and at least uh, now with the new DuckTales show, we can at least say that, yes, uh, T- Tailspin and Darkwing Duck are in the same universe as uh, of like uh, DuckTales. So and DuckTales and Dark DuckTales and Darkwing were always at the same universe. They both had Launchpad yeah. McQuack. That is true, but they always mm. never. It always kind of confused me as a kid because I was like, "Well, how are they? How is he in both of these shows? Like, how does it work?" It's I mean, they just uh, different different time periods. He comments. Yeah. Yeah, he comments. <laughs> and just <laughs> he just never like, he just never brings up his day job or sleeps. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 it would be Launchpad McQuack very in character to never sleep like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you so you guys want to talk about a, a show from that era that people don't talk about. What's that? Gummy Bears and the Little Mermaid show. I forgot about the Little uh, Mermaid show. I have a friend. Uh, she is super into the original Gummy Bears so much. Uh, she's a cool person too, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 weird because Gummy Oof. Bears literally the pitch that uh, uh, he when uh, what's his name Michael Eisner uh, he uh, when he was uh, going to the Disney like uh, the Disney Animation Studios like the TV Animation Studios he literally went to them and said, "Hey, my kids really like those Gummy Bears. Can you make a show about those?" And that's what they did. <laughs> that's literally what happened. Michael Eisner got a lot of weird ideas, like that one Fantasia two thousand uh, one where like it it was pomp and circumstance, but with all the Disney princesses and their kids. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Good lord. Yeah, we're answering. Um, we're answering so many prompts other than the one that was asked today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speak for, your, speak for yourself, buddy. I answered all right. You, I sat through Fantasia 2000 every time I wanted to watch <laughs> Cat Dog. <laughs> for some reason, Michael Eisner would not stop playing it on the Disney Channel. It was like nine hours of the Fantasia 2000 and then was, like yeah, one hour of DuckTales. 20, 23.5 hours of Fantasia 2000 and 30 minutes of Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> okay oh my god i think we're all ridiculously tired no i'm good we're so i'm i'm getting sleepy much like launchpad mcquack i will never sleep again (laughs) all right so since uh that was like the last one of our twitter ones so okay um 
So since Cirque has responded, uh, Casey, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, mine is Rocket Power. <laughs> oh, uh, that's such a good response. Oh my god. I think, that is a very I think good I've response. seen I think I've seen so many episodes of Rocket Power and never once was it on purpose. Like <laughs> I do I do remember like uh so for a while, Nickelodeon had this thing going on where, like, the way that they would decide what to play next on television was that they would have people call in and vote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, I think I watched, oh. like, I, I think I watched more Rocket Power at that, like, and, and that was a trap because, like, <laughs> what would end up happening is I would watch, like, so much Rocket Power that I didn't want to because I would be hoping they would vote on something else the next time. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so like I get roped into watching more. Uh <laughs> your Sisyphean curse. Yeah. Like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to even remember like the theme song of Rocket Power, but for some reason it's coming up as the theme to Hawaii 50. It's <laughs> um, like, the theme to Rocket uh, Power is is just uh a people screaming uh Something about being writers on a mission, and then oh yeah, we are rocket writers power. on a mission. A mission. A mission. A mission. Action kids yeah. <laughs> rocket power, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then a record scratch. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, so that is that is that is literally the way I remember that show is watching it like waiting. <laughs> so. There you go. That's my answer. <laughs> that show was some real crap, um, huh? <laughs> I, I was, I was actually watching uh, a lot of. Uh, there are YouTube channels and like YouTube videos that are literally just like an hour long like break of toes. Like so, because like kids like and I certainly did the same kind of thing. Uh, whenever there was like a block of television show with like a show that they really liked, or just like there was some sort of event going on. You would just, and you, you were out of town, and you're going to miss it, or, like, you're going to be out of about or whatever. You get a VCR, uh, you get a VHS, you set it to the setting that lets you record for, like, eight hours, and then you just kind of pop it in and let it record. Uh, and uh, you would never actually end up watching those, except for, like, maybe, like, the part that you actually wanted to watch. Uh, but then, like, uh, so basically, people have taken those videos and just cut out the actual show parts and just put in the bumpers and the commercials and just posted like hours long videos of those uh, and have like specific dates of when those were and all that kind of stuff. And I've been watching those kind of obsessively recently because they are fascinating because um, there were so many things I completely forgot about, like the fact that you did vote on Nicktoons and like that you would like they also had like a thing where you would vote on music videos TRL style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, there's a, but my, 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 my whole point of going on this round is that like, uh, during this, uh, it made me remember, cause like the, it was actually for a block of rocket power, uh, that was being hosted by SpongeBob. Um, and I just remember specifically just like, I had like, I had memories flooding back to me, into me about how obsessed that was with rocket power, uh, and how, because mainly because I was really obsessed into like the Tony Hawk video games. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there was a time period where I was super obsessed with skate culture 
all because of Tony Hawk and Jackass. And that was it. <laughs> um, <laughs> those are my two cultural cultures. And so much so that I almost got myself a skateboard, which would have been a mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, because I would never have written on that. And that would have been just a waste of money. Um, but you don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like it would have. Like, I tried riding a skateboard and I beefed it almost right away. You could have um, ollied but, into a grind 180. But but my whole point is just that, like, uh, like I, I was... And Rocket Power is part of that extension of me being really into that skater culture, even though that show is so twee and so lame. And honestly, it is embarrassing how much I was really into Rocket Power. <laughs> it was just... It's... It's terrible. It's, it's not funny. a good show, folks. I, I think it's you could really have just not. I think you could have just left it at Rocket Power is embarrassing. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Wiggity 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 uh, wiggity. <laughs> I keep wanna I keep wanting to start that with my friends and I, I never pull through. Oh no! As Watch like out. a half ironic thing. Shoebies. There's some shoebies. Shoebies. On the yeah. I Did remember. you hear shoobies. how the squid totally beefed it? <laughs> God, their helmets were so stupid. Freaking, <laughs> like, Otto had, like, the little wings on it. What the f***? <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I understand, like, I understand the squid having, like, a shark one because he's a weird nerd who probably chose, like, a lame one or something like that. But Otto has wings on his helmet. What the hell is wrong with you, Otto? Um, anyways. Oh, no, it wasn't Otto. It was us. The, the Twister. Twister, that's right. What's it? whatever anyways uh yeah um so my response is not rocket power <laughs> it could be because i almost forgot that that was definitely that but i think i actually legitimately liked that much too much as a kid um no my real answer and this is probably gonna get me some flack is grim adventures of billy and mandy uh okay that so was kind of that way for me too yeah like th- that and honestly for me as well invader zim were like there was a part like when i did actually turn into the sh- watch into the show uh you know purposefully uh and like because i actually kind of liked some like things were going on but basically as soon as the joke died which was like within the first season like it was for both of those shows like it's it it just stopped being just like the only parts i actually really liked from billy and mandy were like the evil con carne parts where the you know the mad scientist with the bear and the brain skull because like it was a fun little take on an evil villain trying to just like plan that stuff and that was fine that was fine uh, but then they dropped those segments entirely. They tried making its own show of it, but then it just died. Uh, and basically all I had was Billy and Mandy and I watched it just because it was there. And. Well, that and they, they aired it all the time. It would be on like all day, not as much oh, as say like teen day. Titans go, but it was still on like just constantly. I think people love that show just because of that. And also because they have, it's part of the same part of their lizard brain. That's like, Oh, this cartoon is cynical and gross. That means it's cool. And it's like, no, it's just cynical and gross. It's bad. It's not really that funny. Like it's, you could see the scene so easily. It's, it's, it's such, it's, it's not remotely intelligent with its cynicalness. It's, 
it's like they have an episode where like Mandy almost like this. I, I remember this was like the episode that made me like completely lose, like completely like lose any like uh like I, all the shine was gone from Billy and Mandy for me. And that was the part episode where um, Billy and Mandy, they go into an alternate universe thing and they my, Mandy finds an alternate universe version of herself who is always super chipper and super nice and has like a little tea set. She likes tea parties and stuffed animals and stuff like that. And then like uh, there's a Mandy has like this scene where she just is like yelling at or not yelling, but like telling off her like super nice clothing you know all these stuffed animals are fake they aren't real people they are made by uh underpaid workers in detroit and like uh that that causes her, like the other one having like a mental breakdown and just become mandy you know the other and become the cynical dark man and mandy and start be basically like a equal to her and it's just like oh my god that was so fucking lame oh my god like even this was like that is like that is like the kind of shit that you'd see on like Reddit today where for like uh like where it was like, man, it's all illusion, man. Like it's all like fake and you're like, oh, you're just falling for the sheep th like stuff like that. The sheeple, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then like then try to sell me a freaking like libertarian like leaflet or something like it's 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 so bad. I don't get why people love that show so much, but I watched it. I watched so many episodes. I know so many of the jokes from it. I know about Fred Fred Burger. I know about like, oh, like the weird, like, like all the weird songs. I remember the Brains episode. Like there's so many, so many things I remember that show vividly. And it's not a good show. And uh, I think this is our second time having this conversation on our program. I feel like I probably have had this conversation already. I just... I feel That's like fine. I but it really was that because like it's it my whole point with this is not that I hate Billy Mandy because I saw a couple episodes or a few episodes and realized it wasn't my thing. It was that I was obsessively well not obsessively but I was constantly constantly intaking the show and part of me actually even liking parts of it and then looking back at all of it I realized that how completely devoid of anything meaningful that show had. And it makes me like just so ugh, it's it's so sad to me. Like it ugh. anyways. <laughs> I had no um, opinion on Billy and Mandy. I just remember the brains the brains episode being fun because I like Voltaire. He does some silly stuff. Oh no, Voltaire is brilliant. I'm not going to say otherwise. Well, I mean, I don't know Voltaire. I haven't actually paid attention recently. Maybe he's kind of a jerk. But I don't know. I don't care that much, really. Uh, but yeah, that was a good episode, at the very least. It was fun. God, I just remember there was a Dune parody episode. What the f was that? Well, anyways, uh, this has been Toontown Public Works. <laughs> uh, so... That's a bit of a transition. <laughs> uh, so, uh, first off, uh, I want to give the prompt for next week. Now, uh, we actually got a prompt idea uh, in the email. Now, if you actually want to uh, send us those prompt ideas, absolutely do so. We actually totally, totally yeah. From it. Uh, we are thinking about uh, changing around some bits of the prompt stuff, but we're not going to change too much, at least not at this point. 
Um, but yeah, for right now, we're going to use this prompt that got sent in from Mark, uh, who has written to us before in the past. Uh, and let's go ahead and uh, see. So here is the prompt that they had. Um, what cartoon do you remember watching as a child that nobody ever seems to mention anymore? Uh, that's actually a really good question. I, I could have sworn we've done a question like this before, but maybe we did like a variant of it of some sort. Um, either way, though, I, I think that it, this is a good question to have, and I'm sure everyone has their own personal responses for this. So, uh, yeah, just send those in. Uh, we'll make a tweet here about the same time this episode comes online. Uh, and when we do that, uh, yeah, we're going to have like a little hashtag Toontown prompt just Include that hashtag, and I'll be sure to answer your response, or rather, read your response on the show. Because otherwise, you might get lost in the crowd, and I don't want you to do that. Um, and if you want to make sure you do get read, though, the one surefire way that that will happen is if you send us an email. If you send us an email at toontownpublicworks at gmail.com, we'll definitely get your email give me a good response and if you just want to shoot us an email for either prompt ideas or just want to say hi and want to say something nice about us or tell us that we're stupid idiot heads or if you have an idea that you just want to tell us i don't know i'm up to literally any type of mail i it's not like this inbox is super crowded or anything so um send those ideas in and we'll listen or now let's go ahead uh let's see Oh, uh, hey, Alex. Uh, thank- hey, Aki. You people rule. Yes, I was just about to say, thank Alex for Alex, and thank Aki for Aki for making sure this podcast doesn't suck. So you do the stuff that makes it sound all pretty and stuff, and we appreciate that real good. Yes, they somehow turn our unintelligible nonsense into a podcast. Thank you. Yeah, like... I'm wondering how they're going to turn this mess into a podcast. It's, it's almost two hours long. It's, it's how is that different than any other day? Sometimes we're a little closer to like an hour 45. It's pretty know. amazing because like before they do this, it's just a bunch of like barks and meows and chairs. And they literally, for the match, they yeah. literally edit the waveforms. Exactly. I really like... I really like uh, the voice they have for HT, like the, the translator voice that they have for the dub. It's great. I um, like the voice that they are using for me right now. All right. Circus uh, is okay. Yes. It could be better. <laughs> um, <laughs> it could uh, not be. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, uh, we have a website. It's called ToontownPublicWorks.com. And if you want to, you can go there to look at our show notes and there will be links to YouTube videos of all the cartoons that we watched today and in our previous episodes. Um, Wherever you find us, if you'd be happy to leave us a review or if you have a suggestion to make your, like, listening better on the next time around, please, please drop them. Because, uh, we, we, when we get reviews, it allows us to help make this, both this show better and also keeps us with algorithms and stuff, like, a little bit more like ahead on searches and stuff. So yeah, just just leave some interviews, dude. Yeah, some just leave your review on like iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and if you can't do that, like you don't know how to like put those in, that's fine. All I would really love you to do them is just tell a friend uh, or retweet any of our tweets or whatever. Anything to 
let people know that you like our show. Uh, that will be really helpful to make us get new listeners. So, yeah. Oh, and also, while we're on speaking of that, um, we have a Patreon as well. Um, our Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash TTPW. Uh, what we do there is we post a bunch of bonus stuff. Um, basically, um, every week, like uh, every month, we have both a newsletter where we talk about things that are not cartoon related that we are really into in the moment. Uh, and uh, we also post a, a bonus podcast that we uh, that is called uh, Toontown Nights, where we watch a badly animated, uh, uh, or not badly animated, but a bad animated movie that is available on some sort of streaming service. Uh, and we have to say something nice about them, even if we hate them. Uh, we've watched stuff like Alpha and Omega, and we've also watched the, an extremely goofy movie. We watched an emoji movie. Uh, and our next episode... Uh, should be up pretty soon. Well, well, I don't know. It's it's gonna be a little bit. It should be not too long after this episode. <laughs> I believe. Sorry. Bless you. Uh, uh, and it's gonna be between uh American Tale uh Manhattan uh an American Tale uh the Treasure of Manhattan Island uh Stuart Little Three uh Cast Away I believe that's what it's called. Whatever. It's, it's Stuart Little Three who gives a shit. Uh, or uh, the brave little twister goes to Mars. And how is that decided? Well, we have a little poll on our thing where if you pledge to us, we, you can uh, pledge whatever, submit us to like uh, whatever one of those that you wish. You have like a little voter thing. Um, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, also, um, while I'm thinking about it, uh, just a little bit ago, uh, I was on another podcast called uh, Flash in the Pan. Uh, we've talked about this show on, on the past, uh, where basically uh, it's basically uh, two people, Tom and Alex, not our Alex, a different Alex, uh, who they watch Flash cartoons that have uh, from like older years, like stuff that you might remember, like Ultimate Showdown, Ultimate Destiny, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they. Uh, they recently did an episode with me on it where we talked about Homestar Runner uh, and we watched a bunch of Homestar Runner cartoons. That was a lot of fun. I love being on there. Uh, and uh, if you want to listen to it, just uh, look up uh, Flash and Pan on wherever you get your podcasts. They're basically available everywhere at this point. Uh, and they are super good. I would highly recommend them. Uh, and not just because I had my voice on their show. So, yeah. Um. Is there anything else? I think that's it. Awesome. That seems like so, it's it. Yeah. Okay. So then at that pace, let's go ahead and finish off. So I'm HT the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sarah the cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works. And these tunes, they have been archived. They are being carried through the archives through a of woodland animals. Of the weeping willows crying. Pain. And they weigh 2,000 pounds. <laughs> the mother rabbit cries over her pile of gold that she does not appreciate that over much. Over her 2,000 pound baby bird. All right. <laughs> Good night, no, guys. Not we're, 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 no, we're, go away! We're tired. That's, that's, that's a bird I want to see get shot. Oh, yeah. Why? No. Give me the duck and go to hell. We have to end the podcast. <laughs> Good night, I'm guys. I'm pretty sure Good the music night. has been going on this entire time. <laughs> okay. All right. Good night.
Winnie the Pooh's full name is Vincent the Pooh. (laughs) 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 That's someone's tweet. I can't take credit for that. Um, (laughs) Fucking incredible.